الرحيم الحمد لله رب العالمين والصلاة والسلام على سيد الأنبياء والمرسلين سيدنا ونبينا مولانا محمد صلوات الله عليه وعلى آله وصحبه ومن دعاته إلى يوم الدين أما بعد السلام عليكم ورحمة الله تعالى وبركاته وأطلب يثين تتريز الميتي الله سبحانه وتعالى الكريهيك أن نعرف أن نستيدى we send salutations on the beloved Nabi Muhammad his family, his companions and all those who follow him until they know. I'm not going to give the long accolade introduction of our guest speaker today, but he is a personal friend of mine. We've come a long way. Um, Jamaluddin Khan hails from Maitland. Um, been with him for many years, grew up in front of his father, and Alhamdulillah, it is indeed an honor and a privilege to have him with us again. He has been with us in the past. And it is indeed an honor and a privilege to have him with us. He has been involved in many projects, in many uh, lectures, throughout, not only in Cape Town, throughout South Africa, and via Skype into the rest of the world. So without further ado, I'm going to hand over to my dear friend and colleague, um, Jamal <laughs> بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم اللهم صل على سيدنا محمد الفاتح لما أغلب والخاتم لما سبق ناصر الحق بالحق والهادي إلى سراتك ومستقيم وعلى آله حق قدره ومقدار العظيم إن الله واحد لا شريك له ولا شيء مثله ولا شيء يؤجز ولا إلى غيره قديم بلا ابتداء دائم بلا انتهاء لا يفنى ولا يبيد ولا يكون الا ما يريد السلام عليكم ورحمه الله تعالى وبركاته الحمد لله we have reached the first Jum'ah in the month of Ramadan and uh, within our fourth day of fasting and I think you will agree with me that the month moves pretty quickly. We are taught to say, Alhamdulillah ala ni'mat al-Islam wa kafa biha ni'mat. All praise is due to Allah for the blessings, the bounties and the favor of Islam. And it is enough for us. So of those ni'mat, of those bounties within Islam is Ramadan. Ramadan is one of those one of those great bounties that Allah has given to us. Yesterday, uh, someone asked me, what is your topic going to be on today for the Jummah? Uh, via WhatsApp message. And before I could reply, the person said, don't speak about Ramadan. And I was confused. And the person said, look, it's too late to talk about Ramadan. Because Ramadan is already here. People should have been talking about Ramadan before that. But I disagree with that. 
Why? Because even if we started Ramadan in a way that we don't wish that we had, if we started off slowly, we can still change that. The Salaf al-Salihin, our pious predecessors, would, for example, prepare six months before Ramadan. They would prepare for this month. Uh, some of us might have done that. Some of us might have prepared one week before. Some of us might have prepared one night before, one day before. If we have not, however, it is never too late. So uh, the Prophet said, deeds are judged on the end. So it's how we end things that really matters. Sometimes, hopefully we have a good start, which is better, but if we don't have a good start, make sure our ending is good. That's why we pray for a good end, to die, to leave this world in the best way. Uh, Ramadan is, the fasting of Ramadan is compulsory on us. And the verses of Ramadan and fasting, we all know, we have heard it a lot, inshallah I'll get to that at the end. But just to point out at this stage that fasting is an obligation on us during Ramadan. And the objective of the fasting from the verse in Surah Baqarah is taqwa. Now who is the taqwa for? Is it for Allah or is it for us? We are the beneficiaries of taqwa. So we pray, we pray our five uh, daily salat, we pray salat al-tarawih, we read the Quran, we fast. Allah does not need any of that from us. It is us who benefit from this. So it's, it's, it's a very unique concept. Because in this world, when someone has authority over you, and they command you to do something, they benefit more than you benefit from what they are commanding you. But in this case, with our Creator, and we're not comparing our Creator to the creation, because that cannot be done. But in the case of our Creator, the Creator does not need our prayer, or our sacrifice, or our dua, or our salah, or our fasting. We need it, because it makes us better people and draws us closer to Him. So this is the uniqueness of the relationship. And a very great scholar, Ibn Atayla Sikandari, uh, he has a very famous book called Kitab al-Hikam, a book of aphorisms, of quotations with deep wisdom. And he says in one of his aphorisms, he says, your obedience does not benefit him, meaning Allah. Your obedience does not benefit him. And your disobedience does not harm him. It is only for your own good that he commanded the one and prohibited the other. So it is all for our own benefit. So uh, we really talk about Allah as the most loving Lord, Al-Wadud. We really talk about Allah from that friend, from his, his name, which he called himself. So Allah has instituted certain things, Ramadan included, out of love for us because it is beneficial for us. So we have to keep this in mind. <coughs> So, inshallah, today I want to talk about a transformative Ramadan. Transformation means to change. So, for example, we all know the very common example of a, of a caterpillar which changes in a state, through a state of metamorphosis, into a butterfly. 
Right? So something that's not that appealing changes into something that is very beautiful. So change is important. We go through changes all the time. And uh, my advice to myself and you is to make sure that this Ramadan is transformative for ourselves as our own personal journey so that our entering into this Ramadan is not the same as our exiting so our exiting must be better than when we entered and we started this month <clears throat> inshallah so I will share three steps of how we can attend this right? three steps very simple steps of how we can uh, have a transformative Ramadan the first step inshallah is to assess for ourselves what our paradigm is about Ramadan right? so this is my advice is for this to be an individual journey for each one of us right? and we can share this with uh, people we know and inshallah there will be increased benefit in that but this is a very introspective uh, um, journey that I think we should all partake in so the first step is what is our paradigm of Ramadan? <clears throat> so a paradigm is the way you see something, the way you see the world. Right? So Allah says, my servant will find me as he thinks of me. Right? So this is a paradigm. So if we think of Allah as merciful, inshallah we will find him merciful. Right? So uh, there's, there, there was a man who was uh, destined for the fire and Allah commanded the angels to take him to the fire but even in that state that he knew he lost because if you go into the fire you lost but he still had a good thought of Allah and then because Allah knows what we think Allah said to the angels no take him to Jannah right? because he had a good opinion of Allah right? so so this is a paradigm. So uh, some of us, even though we might not think of it on a conscious level, but maybe on a subconscious level, we think, okay, you know what? I'm still young. I'll do better next Ramadan. It's still this Ramadan, but we're already thinking, okay, as an excuse, right? I'll do better next Ramadan. So a better paradigm is that we should view this Ramadan as potentially our last because we know people who were with us last Ramadan and they are not with us this Ramadan. We know people that were with us last week and they are not with us this Ramadan. Right? <clears throat> so, so what is our paradigm to Ramadan? So before we can start to work on ourselves, we have to assess how we see Ramadan. If we see Ramadan as it is, as a finite thing, something that is finite is going to end. Right? Like our life itself is finite. It's going to end. So if you look at Ramadan like that, we won't waste time. If we look at Ramadan uh, in a manner that we know this is potentially our last Ramadan, we won't waste time. So this is the first step. To assess our personal paradigm of Ramadan. How are we looking at Ramadan? How do we see Ramadan? Also, do we see Ramadan as a burden? 
So you can't have lunch today, <laughs> right? Is that what you're thinking about? Or are you thinking about what Ramadan gives you, the blessings that it affords you? So uh, rewards for good deeds are multiplied, right? So we all know this, we've heard this many times. So is that what we're looking at? Or are we looking at, oh, I can't have lunch. I can't have my coffee in the morning when I, when I go to work. Right? So what do we focus on? Right? So many uh, uh, motivational and inspirational people across the world have, have stressed about this in any situation, not just Ramadan, but anything, in work, in your personal life. What are you focused on? Because you can focus on different things about the same situation. So what you focus on will determine what results you will yield in that situation. So inshallah, so that's the first thing that we need to do is assess our paradigm regarding Ramadan. <clears throat> but that is looking outward. That is looking at Ramadan. The second step is looking inward, is a self-assessment. Right? To be critical with ourselves and uh, you know, there's, uh, from the same, I quoted Ibn Atayla in his book, Kitab al-Hikam, uh, and there's another statement in his book where he says, uh, people may praise you for what they think is in you, but you should blame your own soul for what you know is in it. Right? I'll say that again. People may praise you for what they think is in you, but you should blame your own soul for what you know is in it. Right? So why I'm, uh, that came to mind right now is because in the self-assessment it's easy to, uh, for others to have a good opinion about us <clears throat> when we know that that's really not the case. Yes? So we know our weaknesses. So this is a critical self-assessment of ourselves. Right? So for example, uh, after four days of fasting, we see, unfortunately, the masjid is already, the masjid I attend at least, is already half for Salatul Tarawih. Right? Because we're getting lazy quicker. When I was a young kid, I used to do Salatul Tarawih in, in Kensington, uh, and that was not the case in the first week. Right? So, we don't want to look at other people and point fingers at other people, we want to do a self-assessment. So, have I been at the masjid every night this week? If not, I can come back today. Right? Because remember, we said earlier, these are judged on the end. Right? They're judged on the end. So, how much Quran did I recite thus far in Ramadan? And then you need to analyze yourself in terms of your growth across years because we've all had 10 or 20 or 30 Ramadans in our life right so where where was I in the fourth Ramadan last year right how much Quran did I read right so for the whole month of last uh, the whole Ramadan of last year how many Karawit did I make and how many did I miss do we remember do we have a note of it Right? So only when we have this critical self-assessment can we evaluate ourselves. Can we say, okay, this is where I'm doing well and this is where I need to improve. 
right? Something which is um, used in business, which you could use if you want for this, uh, this step of self-assessment, is what is called a SWOT analysis, right? SWOT is S-W-O-T, right? So people use this in business to assess the state of the business. And you can use this to assess the state of yourself, especially now pertaining to Ramadan. So, the, so each letter of SWAT has a meaning, right? So S stands for strengths, right? So uh, what a business will do is they'll list their strengths, right? The W is for weaknesses, so you list your weaknesses. The O is for opportunities, and the T is for threats. Right? So, so let, let me give you an example. So you have, so you're doing a SWOT analysis for yourself for Ramadan. So a strength might be, then you can you can write down under S under strengths you can write down, I haven't missed Salatul Tarawih yet. Okay? And keep the yet there because it's easy to miss, right? Especially so we have a family iftar coming up, uh, so you know those are the times when we miss. His family's around, and, right? So we have to, uh, you know, uh, Einstein, I think it is, who said it is insanity to repeat the same mistakes over and over, right? And we do that all the time, right? All of us. So, so the strength might be that you pray Salatul Tarawih every night thus far. The strength might be that you read at least some portion of the Quran every day or every night thus far. Right? So you list your strengths. When you note your strengths, not to show other people, not to tell other people, but to tell yourself, it gives you some encouragement of what you can still do. Because if you, uh, if you read one page of the Quran a day thus far, you know you can read more. Right? Without a doubt, you know that. So a weakness could be, uh, I went to Salatul Tarawih, but I wasn't concentrating. I was thinking about many other things. I wasn't present in the prayer. I wasn't listening to the Quran. I was looking at my watch every five minutes to see when uh, you know, it's going to be done and when we're going home. That's a weakness. So you list your weaknesses. The way the, the, the reason for listing weaknesses is that it makes us aware of our weaknesses so that we can improve. The O is for opportunity. So what is an opportunity? The opportunity is the whole month. The opportunity is that uh, Tawbah is accepted in this month. The opportunity is that uh, uh, good deeds are multiplied in their reward. Right? So we can list these. Right? A, threat, a, a threat common to all of us is that we might not make it to the end of the month. Yeah? Would you agree with me? We might not make it. Alhamdulillah, we're here, we made it to the first week. Right? But there's no guarantees. So, uh, we have to make use of every day, every minute of this month, right? So, so in this transformation, transformation, as I said, is change, so we want to become better. We want to uh, make this Ramadan better. So the first step is to assess our paradigm of Ramadan. How do we view Ramadan, right? The second step is a self-assessment. To be critical with ourselves. It's very easy to be critical with other people. 
it's very easy to point fingers at other people and talk about other people and look at what other people are doing and what they're not doing. But it's very difficult to do a self-assessment, to be critical with the self. The next step, the last step, is transformation in light of the goal. So what is the goal of fasting? So uh, Allah says in the Quran, Ya yuwaladina amanu. And we all know these verses very, very well. We hear them all the time. So Allah says, Ya yuwaladina amanu. He's directing his message to the believers. Right? So this is especially for the believers. Kutiba alaykum usiyam. Kama kutiba ala ladina min qablikum. La'allakum tattakum. Fasting has been prescribed. This kutiba is a commandment. It's an order. Fasting has been prescribed to you as it was prescribed to those who came before you. Other religions that came before you. La'allakum tattakum. So this la'alla means so that you might attain whatever comes after la'alla. It's not guaranteed. And Allah says, لَعَلَّكُمْ تَتَّقُونَ So that you might attain taqwa. Right? So the goal of Ramadan is taqwa. Right? So, what happens is that we do varying degrees of work, of effort, during Ramadan. But on Eid day, it's lost. Many times. Why? Because we didn't change. Right? So when you change, you become a new person. And then everything after Ramadan becomes like, like Ramadan or better. So there's a very famous athlete, you, you likely have heard of him, Usain Bolt. Right? Olympic uh, gold medalist, very popular athlete. There's a documentary of him that's very, uh, you know, good to watch. He says in there that race day, the day that he races on the track with competitors, he says that day is easy. He says the tough part is the training. Because when you do the training, so this documentary, why I advise people to watch it, is because it shows the process for him to become a champion. Right? The daily effort that he has to do. That's Ramadan, it's the preparation, it's the training. Many scholars have said Ramadan is a madrasa, it's a school. Right? It's not just a time, it's not just a month that every day goes by, but it's actually a school because Allah created the system. Right? How many people wake up for Fajr because they have to eat now in Ramadan? But before that they don't. Right? So Allah created the system so that we can improve. So. If you and I as well, if we train ourselves properly during this month, like the training of a champion of an athlete, then after Ramadan, it's easy. Because after Ramadan is the race day. The next, the day after Ramadan is now the real test. What have we achieved in Ramadan that can carry through? Because... We don't, uh, the goal is not to have taqwa in Ramadan and then lose it. Right? The goal is for us to establish new habits. So human beings, as you know, you might not have thought about it much, but you do know this, that human beings are habitual creatures. We are creatures of habit. 
the way you do things, the way you're sitting right now, I'm sure you sat the same way in last Juma. Right? Because that's what you do. Right? The way I'm standing, uh, everything that we do, we do it repeatedly. Right? So the best way to replace a bad habit, right? And we all have many bad habits. The best way to replace a bad habit is to replace it with a good one. And that's what Ramadan gives us the opportunity to do. Because we, we salah more in Ramadan, Salatul Tarawih especially. We read more Quran during Ramadan. We pray Fajr on time more during Ramadan than any other month. So this is the training. Right? You can call it a training camp if you want. And this makes us, should make us stronger and should help us change into new people. So that it carries through for the rest of the year. Many people compare themselves to other people. I'm better than him or he's better than me. Right? And that's a big mistake. Don't ever do that. Right? Compare yourself to yourself. So say now Omar ibn al-Khattab, he said, if I'm not better today than I was the previous day, then I'm better off dead. Because he was competing with, his, with himself, not with other people. So we have to really you know, assess ourselves so that uh, we are improving. So Ramadan, we have you know, most of the month still left. So be tough on yourself. Be easy on others, but be tough on yourself. And assess day by day, are you doing better? And I would advise to make some notes. We all have smartphones, right? Very easy to make notes these days. Make some notes of how you be each day. Rate yourself, right? So today's Friday. Uh, tonight before you go to bed, rate yourself. On Friday, I, I was either a one or a 10, right? On a scale of one to 10. How did you perform today? And then you check yourself tomorrow, and the next day, and the next day, and see how you're improving, right? Islam is a practical deed, right? It's not theoretical, right? Everywhere in the Quran where Allah talks about belief, amanu, he says, wa'amilu salihat. Amanu wa'amilu salihat. You have to do, have to believe and you have to do good work. Right? So inshallah, so I, hope, I hope there's some benefit in what I've shared. May Allah bless you and your family. Uh, may Allah accept every iota of good that you do. May Allah accept your fasting. Remember, this is Shahrul Quran above everything else. Right? Above, it's a month of many things, but above all else, it's Shahrul Quran. And what, is, what does that mean? It is the month of the Quran, and the Quran, the Quran is Allah. So, our connection with Allah is in the Quran, right? So, so yes, read the Quran in Arabic, but also get some understanding of the Quran. It's very important. I always advise people at least, not only in Ramadan, but at any time, at least try to understand the meaning of the Fatiha. Because you have to say it in the prayer. And if you know the meaning of the Fatiha, it will make your Salah much more uh, in, uh, or, or spiritual for you because right? you have some understanding so may Allah accept from us uh, may Allah forgive us for our shortcomings may Allah forgive us for uh, the 
the Ramadans that we wasted, and may Allah make this Ramadan our best Ramadan, and may we change from this Ramadan for the rest of the year, inshallah. Wa alaikum.